<laughs> well, that's it. All right. We started this thing yet again. I always like starting Randomness. the show with a good beat. Yeah. I feel like that's just like the best way to start any good time. Well, you know, the, the pre-start. We want to thank everybody for us being here and see. And then it tells us, you know what? It's time to move on. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of what happens there. Right. Just kind of shoot you out into the into the open. With something like this. Yo, everybody, today we be out here kablogging with Shiz Naughty. Shiz, how you? Shiz be good. Shiz Naughty ready to party. We got Captain Kablog out front giving away lollipops to all the little ruglets and shit. Not going to talk about it, though. I'm going to be about it. Kablog! Fix your shitty car. It is the goop that's super smart. It is an art to watch it start to move a rusted, sticky part. Snake it at your local mart or bar it off your workmate's card. Kablog's a spray that's used in ways can save you from your fucked up face. Squirt, squirt. Let's go. Now we are two bros that know how to fix problems we face on the road. Kablog is sick. It will unstick or restick the Kablog trick. She's naughty. <laughs> we don't stop the party. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> time and stuff is time and stuff. Journey through time and stuff. Thank you for listening to Journey Through Time and Stuff. Those long nights at the gym leaving you extra soft and flabby when you get home. Are you having a hard time finishing those twisted lips and not able to quite get that last pancake flip? Does your dick just not fucking work? Uncle Sam only give you $13 in this year's tax return? Come on! 3.9! Alright, right, motherfuckers. You ever been to the gym and be Who like... Who the fuck stole my shoes? Hey, man, sounds like you need some Kabar. 3.9! It was gonna... you! Wasn't me! Fuck Get it. over here! Stop ah. running away! Ah. So you're at the DMV, and you notice that certain someone's standing next to you in their uppy butt tuck, and you're like, yo, that hey, looks... Hey, hey, are you looking at my butt, dude? What's well, going on? I'm just, well, I'm just trying to say, you look like you need some Kabar. 3.9. Pretty flat. That's, that's wrong. Okay, fuck. I'm not a piece of meat. Right, I'm My sorry. eyes are up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. good every time. I know. All right. Uh, yeah. Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. All right, and now the show has officially begun. <laughs> that was sweet. Nonsense through all of that. Exactly. Um, and we're going to cheers. We would like to welcome into the studio Edgar or Orwellia. Orejuela. Orejuela. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, he is, I guess, technically like my brother in law. So I've been <laughs> so he's married to my girlfriend's Beth's sister, but we've been together so long that it's kind of like a I don't know we're all family, family. at this point, right? Right, correct. All right. So welcome, man. Here, cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So you guys are here. You're on vacation from uh, from Florida, where you both live now. Um, and then we'll let, let's let's actually. Play the song first, and then we'll go into figuring out where everybody's from and what we do for a living. Let's do that. All right. So Ed- Edgar picked uh, 
for this episode, ACDC's Black, Back in Black. A phenomenal album, and we actually had a really tough time picking out what songs to play, so we know the first song we're going to play for sure, so we're going to start that now and um, just kind of pick songs as we go through the episode. Yep. Yeah, man. That's be the good. plan. They were all so good, we just couldn't choose. Oh yeah, got a little wobble. <laughs> That's such, dude, every time I hear uh. this song. Ha <laughs> 
that's probably the one of the most like I don't know. It's just like impossible not to play air guitar. Yeah, to that song. It really is. <laughs> Everyone's like, it's catchy. I that that song is <laughs> that that song really is kind of like a to me. I mean, it's it's been an integral part of my life for as oh, long yeah. as I can remember. There's been ACDC back in black. It's True. been on the radio. It's just kind of been in backgrounds and movies and uh-huh. subculture and everywhere. Oh yeah. <sighs> Where was the first? Do you remember the first time you heard it, Edgar? Um, I I was, a, I guess I was like five or six years old, uh-huh. and uh, back in Ecuador, even back in Ecuador, ACDC yeah. was you know huge. huge. Uh-huh. So yeah, I was really young. It was very very young age that I heard ACDC. And that, was it captivating? Just like yeah, you know, like people would play it, and everybody would would actually just stop what they're doing and just kind of sing along, or you know, mm-hmm. air guitar kind of thing. And <laughs> yeah. it's just you have to kind of a thing, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's infectious. They they did it, man. Those Australians, those guys <laughs> figured it out. Um, I think not. What what I like about Back in Black a lot is. Like th- this was the first album with Brian Johnson, their new singer, mm. um, and they like they had some big shoes to fill, man. Yeah, because Bon Scott, the original singer who had you know passed away at the time when this was coming out, he, like they the f- like five albums that they made with Bon Scott before Back in Black came out, there is not one bad song, mm. like. Like every single pick a Bon Scott song, it's a good song, man. Yeah, and like so they had some big shoes to fill. But Brian Johnson, man, he came in, he pulled his own. They came out with this album, and then like after this album, yeah, their stuff kind of tapered off a little bit. They quit having so many good hits and uh, you know things like that. But I don't so know. they died down yeah. again. But now, now they're touring, and Axl Rose is their singer. How yeah. weird is that? Yeah, that's yeah, truly that's weird. That's just. Sick. Oh man! Anyway, <laughs> oh man, it's just <laughs> troubling. Kind of yeah, yeah, right. Can you actually okay, give me a little yeah, more whiskey right, for that? We That's, <laughs> we're in a different place. Um, so uh, anyway, Edgar. Um, so you 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 were you were born in Ed, in Ecuador, right? And yeah. then you moved to the United States early for. Much of your childhood? Well, for two and a half years. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's all it was, right? I'm two and a half years when I was, um, wait. Okay, I was yeah, like uh, turning almost t- turning six between six and eight. I was here in in Virginia actually. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, went back to Ecuador. Back um, back to Ecuador. Uh, went to school. Um, graduated high school, and then. Um, then I decided to go to school in Germany. Yeah, yeah. So I moved to Germany when I was 17 and um, lived in Germany for about five years. That's awesome. And then I, I moved to Austria to continue my studies and lived there for another three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that period of time is when I met Christina, yep. my wife, and... Um, we got married short after I graduated in in Austria, and uh, back in Ecuador. Back in Ecuador, I lived a year and a half in Ecuador, mm. and then I um, I moved to Alaska to yeah to Alaska where we lived for almost was that three the, years. was that the biggest culture shock that you had or what, I mean was it like I don't know how uh, did you take that because me being uh, from never have been to Europe at all but uh, definitely knowing Alaska like oh, yeah. it it has to seem just so different than it was very different than anything I've ever seen but the 
people up there were really welcoming, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so that made it really easy. Like the transition was very easy. Um, everyone was very, very kind, very nice, very open to uh, to helping and, and suggestions about what to do, how to do things. And yeah. uh, so that uh, that sense of community was really what uh, made things easy, I think. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. They, they do. They are very accommodating. Yeah. Um, but one question I had that I... So being originally from Ecuador, how, how long had your is your family lineage in Ecuador? I mean, is that like... Can you trace back generations and generations and generations there? Or do you know, like, do you guys... So I, I, I uh, yeah, that's a good question. I know, um, so my my great grandfather, he was from Spain. Okay, okay, uh, okay. So he was from Spain, and he moved to originally to Colombia. Gotcha. Um, where he had uh, five kids. From those five kids, uh, four stayed in the Colombia area, and one moved to ecuador your grandparents yeah, yeah and gotcha. that's and that's how we ended up in, in ecuador okay. so on my grandfather's side i was like uh we're from spain so to speak but on my grandma's side we're from we're from ecuador like she's oh so long lineage in long ecuador long lineage in ecuador she actually mm-hmm. um she she actually spoke the original like native language <gasps> from really from, like, the, like the olmec is it was it olmec in that area or was it no it was um quichua oh, okay quichua so she spoke that uh, I, I always wanted her to teach me. But um, yeah. I mean, she taught me a couple words, but nothing really that I could hold a conversation. Right. right. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah. So like it's, on my grandfather's side, we were like from Spain on my grandma's side, you know, like from Ecuador, like kind of native, so to speak. So that's that's really cool because I mean, I'm all I've all I don't know if jealous is the right word, but like. <laughs> But it's really hard for you. Know, I mean, I've I've tried looking into my family history and lineage, and it just it. I know I'm from Europe, and then from there I can pick some spots where I have like d- you know areas of descent. But it just gets so spread so fast. There's no like direct line of of a place, and like I don't know. That's long long lineages. Like like you know you there's a I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to get at. It's more of like a. Like there's really a difference between like an old culture, yeah, and I guess a feel of like camaraderie for people around an old culture versus like I don't know, be not being from the place that you're you're living in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like yeah, exactly. almost feeling like a transplant kind of. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I understand no, that. I, I I understand that, and actually, is is kind of funny that you mentioned that because um, say in my case, I've been out of of Ecuador for, gosh, it's gonna be. Um, it's going to be 13 years yeah, uh, yeah. this August. So um, it's been quite a long time. And uh, now when I go back to Ecuador, mm. um, I feel like I don't I don't really belong there because things have changed so much. Okay. And uh, and the weird thing is like friend, my, my friends from high school that are really good friends still, they, they yeah. also see me as like. Okay, this this guy that is, is kind of like a foreigner all, already. You know? <laughs> really? And it's, and it's wow. just because I guess. Uh, I don't know, like I, I, you, you kind of lose some, some, I don't know, like touch, you know, or, or idea. You're you're not in touch with with what's happening there. The so, cultural yeah. part. So you you might think a little bit different, uh, yeah. and that already kind of puts you in like the foreigner kind of right. spot, uh-huh. if you will. Right. And 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 with that said, it's 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 kind of. Um, 
I don't want to say frustrating, but it's, it's kind of difficult for me because then I go, and this was when I was in, 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 in Germany. So uh-huh. then I go to Germany and I'm a foreigner there too, right? Because yeah, of then, course. And, and there you can tell like, okay, this guy speaks with an accent, you know, it, he looks different. So then you're a foreigner there. And then I come to to the U.S. and then I'm also for you know like so it's, okay, it's so kind of like now it's like okay I'm a citizen of the world but, <laughs> but like I, like I, I don't know it's, it's kind of funny. I do guess, you have so so yeah. you do you kind of do you, you kind of not feel like you have one just like home home now or or do you feel like I don't know like uh, like like place that like I don't you know sanctity feels yeah no I, I exactly know what you're saying and, and I think I, I, there's two places I think I can call home kind of a thing right now mm. uh, one is Cologne Germany where I lived for many years right yeah and uh, y- you know it, it kind of holds a, a special spot in, in my heart you know it's like yeah. where I that's awesome I guess where I started living as an adult Very and then much, yeah. um, and then Kenai Kenai Alaska is you know it's kind of like Really? My, my wife's home and you know like mm. uh, everybody i met there was really welcoming and yeah it felt awesome. really really kind of home. that's actually really cool to hear man yeah, yep so alaska is a pretty special place yep that's yeah. our home too yep <laughs> i'll always One have that kind of yeah i i, I mean I, I if i had to like i don't even i don't know i haven't been in portland long enough yet to make i mean it's home here obviously but like to really feel that like there, there are some times when, like, I don't know, all, all I can think about are memories from just the one place. You know, I lived in Alaska so long, so. Yeah. But at the same time, I have no Every want to go while. back. Right. Or, or just to visit, you know, maybe for, yeah. for, for a few days. Four days. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, it. <laughs> That's it. Four days. Exactly. Um, it's kind of cool getting like now we've been here long enough in Portland. We still get like I get nostalgic moments every once in a while of like the first time I remember like experiences here, like leaf mud, leaf mud, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like the leaves, right? They all like just dump off the trees in like a matter of days. It seems like, and then the streets are like littered with leaves. But then like, but it's all concrete, trampled. so it doesn't soak into the dirt. There's nothing nowhere for the, nowhere to go. So it, pe- it just gets trampled up until like leaf mud, and it just. It's crazy. It's, it's mud, but it's, it's made of leaves. Yeah, it's it's crazy because you know we we had. I mean, in Alaska, all the leaves fall off the tree, mm. but they fall onto the ground and the grass, and it just kind of turns into more dirt. Right. <laughs> and you don't really notice like the buildup of, I don't know, a lot of trees. Yeah, yeah. different kinds of trees too. It's like big not a leaves, whole lot of like big maple leaves and oak, mm. not maple leaves, oak leaves and cedar oh. leaves and. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought about that. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. Hey. Yeah, weird things like that. Cool memories. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so what do you, what what is your actual prof- job? Because I know you did you studied biology and did so. What do you what do you do now? So now I actually uh, uh, I'm an environmental scientist. I uh, I work uh, doing a lot of water quality studies. Um, mm. So that's basically what I'm doing. I'm working in, in the state of Florida. We yeah. like Christina and I moved to Florida about uh, two years ago now. So um, isn't that crazy? It's been that long already. Oh man, it's it's time just flies by. But yeah. um, uh, we're happy there. It's a uh, it's a fun place. Uh, we're we're relatively new, so we're still trying to you know get to learn the area, get to the people, meet people, yeah. and yeah. you know like learn their culture and all that stuff because. It's weird, but even though it's the U.S., I think it's like I think, and I guess that happens with every state. You know, each state has their own sort of like culture, and you know, definitely. Like, um, 
it's it's just for us a, a, a yeah a learning process i guess florida's a little weird they're on they're out there <laughs> yeah no i mean they're 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 weird they're the good weird i would say i love the <laughs> beaches i love the people there too with the it's just uh i guess getting getting used to it, it takes yeah. a little bit yeah uh, yeah yep. so so you do water water cleanliness like like sampling like right finding yeah so it's water quality basically um uh, i do a variety of things one is just going out to random you know and by random i mean you, you we have a list of of all the streams lakes rivers uh ponds canals that the state has and we randomly select some and we go out there take some water run some analyses and see what the quality is okay. that's, that's one part then the other part is uh we actually go to streams that we know are uh are not in good shape you know or yeah, or, okay. or streams or lakes or you know like any water yeah. body that we know that uh they're not in good shape either because uh there had been already done a test done that said okay you know the standard and you know here is not okay or or whatever so we go out there and monitor that site to make sure that at least it meets the human health criteria because and, and see that's one of the things um i love about the job is it doesn't seem like it's really important because we all take like water for granted we take oh, yes. we take air for granted and there's a lot of people out there that are trying to you know that's their their everyday job trying to make sure that we have clean water. We have clean air, and yep. and that's kind of one of one of one of them is me. I'm trying trying to figure out where where we need to spend a little bit more time and money in order to make that water safe. That's yeah, awesome. That, no, that's 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 awesome, man. Um, that's cool. So I I would I would just guessing, um, and maybe it's stereotyping. You probably are aware of global warming, and you observe that as a real. Thing, occurrence that's happening on the planet yeah i would uh, also i would also guess that you probably think the earth is round not flat right yeah <laughs> okay yeah okay yeah, those are two i think two accurate statements because <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. i uh, there's uh, there's a lot of worry sometimes man some people uh <laughs> some some people out there think the earth is still flat so yeah you know and it um i don't know i mean as a scientist you know there's a lot of a lot of literature out there in science and and you know badly that, misrepresented that is, science. yeah yeah that is it's misleading i would say you know or like anything we can use words and numbers to show what we want it to jargon show. you can cherry pick evidence you can so yeah. um, right i don't know I, I feel like i feel like a lot like the majority of us though know that or you know accept those those uh, as facts and yeah and it's just a, a very few people that really don't do you, is it that few? You think it is that few? Because like, man, you look online, they make such a bit, or you know, seeing what like the social people, the social sphere, it looks like they're so loud compared to the rest of us. So, yeah. it, it 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 almost seems like, I don't know. Sometimes just just an outside observer who's not immersed in that, you know, it, it looks staggering a little bit. Well, it does. It does, and I think that the the biggest the biggest concern would be. That they're even though they're few, they're still very many. Yeah, you know, they're too right. many. Uh, they're too <laughs> okay. many. Um, but I, I still think that they're they're the few the few ones that that think that you know and yep. and maybe they think that and and a lot of people tend to just repeat what they hear somewhere else you know and that's also again going back to uh, to reading and, and facts and and trying to fact make sure checking. that 
that what whatever we say is is fact checked you know yeah, like, yeah. That, that we can back back our, our our statements up you know like back our statements and right. say you know go here and read here and 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 see this is what's gonna what's gonna happen and not just a headline no not the headline <laughs> exactly. and, and not only one source either you know because sometimes yeah. it's kind of like anything you know like if you take the new york times and then the washington post they might be have two different completely different stories about the same thing about the same event so then yeah. you ha you have to take a couple other newspapers and then you can maybe make up your own your own conclusions i guess yep, but yep, yep. that's that's what i would suggest that's oh, yeah. awesome, man. That's good. I, I I'm glad that we have a a real scientist in the house because we're both legit. we're both infatuated with just oh, yeah we're fans. Science we talk about it all the time, but and, you know and we go into up. so many aspects and and we we know I I try to we I, I would say we we try to stay um, well read on literature and um, understanding kind of where the the body of science is is heading in their understandings because the, the 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 big thing that I love is there there's no truth claims. Right. Science mm. doesn't make a claim about truth; it's just the best that we have on evidence. But that's tentative. Every single claim that science does make is tentative on evidence, and if something right. changes it, it's gonna change. It, yeah, that's and the best part. <laughs> that, I mean, you know, it's there's no there, no one is is calling absolutes, and and because of that, it's. I mean, it's it's work. It's like being someone who's not in the field. I I actually find it difficult to stay read. And I mean, you know, I I realize how much time I have to spend devoting to just understanding what the science is changing and and what people are saying on all different grounds of science, and then to think about people who work two jobs right. or don't have the same you know capability of getting on the internet at any time or how good their services and there's you know or yeah. where they have access to books or libraries or to i mean man to expect everybody to stay read up is like yeah i and i <sighs> and i completely agree with that and, I, and as a matter of fact i think um and this is something i've been trying to advocate for for years now within my field at least is trying to uh find people that um have the ability to communicate uh, because uh, science communicators are huge yes mm -hmm. because uh, i don't know if, if you've you've had the chance uh, but uh like many times scientists could be really brilliant they know what they're talking about but they cannot communicate they cannot transmit that message you know across and and that's and that's kind of the problem yeah and i feel like that's where we we lose a lot of people just because mm -hmm. you know we're a lot of the times maybe just talking very technically or, you know, like with, uh, well, sometimes the easiest way to understand it is the technical jargon. Right. I mean, right. I mean the, 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 they're, they're the most precise words to explain something. Right. So then you truly understand, especially it. if you're fluent in the vocabulary, it's easy to just follow those words because they're the easiest way to understand them knowing terminology, but right. sometimes it's, mm. yeah. Yeah. And so, so I, I always advocate for, for more and more people that are communicators that, that are and i always say that are able to translate between science jargon and you know like just regular people. english and, yeah. and you know like mm -hmm. it, it shouldn't be that hard and and with that said i i feel like a lot of the times i i read a lot of like um like laws and regulations you know because of what i do and uh when you read law it's 
it's kind of like only only lawyers can read law. It's, oh yeah, it is not written for people oh, to yeah. understand. It's not written for people like any like the, oh, yeah. someone that's not a lawyer has a we've very hard time. We've been reading U.S. patents. Yeah, we've US. been trying to read patent law and stuff for things we're doing, and then also just law for as far as internet broadcasting and like trying to just wrap your head around. It. Oh yeah, it's a little bit daunting at first, but then once you get in there and you, I don't know if you, you can figure it out after a while. I think well, you just have to. You do it to, do it enough it's like do a, it enough an and dedicate yourself to like wanting to <laughs> wanting to, to want learn to know it, it. Right, right right don't yeah don't give up on it or stop yeah <laughs> yeah well, no i agree with that that's awesome that's awesome but yeah we should I, I always think we should make and that's why i like this idea you know of the broadcast and stuff because we're just you know giving information to people and making it available for everybody yeah you know in a way that um that everybody can understand and uh, everybody can can from there on say, hey, I'm interested in this topic, and then I can read a little bit more about it and and get you know more information if I wanted to or whatnot. I agree. Yep. Yeah, I agree. No, that's it's super important. And um, I don't know, man, getting uh, getting getting people to want. I mean, it. I getting I feel interested. Yeah, getting overall interested. It starts. It starts with children. I mean, that's you know we. I think a lot, a lot of time campaigns made right now in the in the in the psychom um, field is, I I I think that it's moving more toward just aiming at just kids right now because, mm-hmm. I mean you know expecting to change the minds of all the forty year olds right now, fifty year olds are is, I mean changing minds or just teaching minds like you know, which it's easier to teach so. Yeah. You know, we we're looking toward the next, um, the next generations for sure. That's where the that's where the innovations are going to come. And yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I think a lot of kids have tablets and things like that, and it it will be a little bit. I don't know the war. Well, the, the war on the internet will worsen in the next couple okay, of years. The war on the <laughs> internet will worsen. No, it will. But also the there's never been a time when they're (laughs) i mean their access to information is there if the internet's there yeah you're going to get lots of garbage rolling through your feeds Mm. and and you're going to see i mean people trolling on all sides of the spectrum oh yeah but also with that the actual information is there too yeah it is and so getting you know getting people to just make that extra click and read the little farther and and on the bottom of this article you read and it could be an opinionated article they most of the time if it's a reputable place you're reading it they list the source article just click that link and go to the source article that's not an opinion piece and you know getting that and and teaching that to kids teaching them how to find reputable news not you know sort out what's clickbait and not what's an ad or not because man sometimes what you think is an article is just an ad and it, and they post a headline and it looks like an article. Yeah, that something. would be pretty cool, actually, if they did teach that in schools. Yeah, teach teach <laughs> pretty actually teach useful. social media guidance, and there yeah. should be a class of just scrolling through Twitter feeds and Facebook feeds and recognizing what new ads look like. Like this is the next generation of what ads look like, kids. Like beware of these. Sometimes they're not even actual articles. You know, I I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of where it's gotten. Isn't it? The, isn't that weird? Like, instead of having to teach people the, um, 
to go to a library and how to rub two sticks together and start a fire or no, I'm well, just kidding. no that's but, very <laughs> well survival ha- i guess but but having <laughs> having to go into a library and look through encyclopedias to find information is like compared yeah, to computers yeah, rubbing yeah. two fucking sticks together yeah. <laughs> i mean d- d- i i bet most people don't even know what the dewey decimal system is man yeah that is true like they they you know they but i remember having to search numbers by number and by number in big uh, libraries and yeah you know that's that's it's 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 crazy how far it's gotten in 20 years man it is. the is. the increase the how fast technology is, is becoming a survival mechanism for humans not just a, a a learning mechanism it actually is turning into like survival mechanism I mean, yeah being able to check the traffic just to get to work on time so you don't lose your job so you can't <laughs> i don't know not really like but well some people I, live I like mean, that some people live like that checking but, the bus times and things like that like that's yeah. very much like a vital part of their day-to-day yeah. knowing that they can well the the thing that that makes it good is instead of like wondering if the buses are running on time without having any mechanism to check mm. it just wondering when the, you you walk down you could think you're on time miss the bus or stand there for 20 minutes realizing there's a, a delay or something like that right. you know for the hardworking single parent or multiple you know family even mm. being able to realize you have five more minutes at home to get this one more thing done and then be able to leave with exactly six minutes to get to your bus because you know exactly gps coordinate wise where it's running <laughs> i mean yeah that can really make or break the rest of the day yeah uh, but, i guess nowadays but now <laughs> nowadays but but it's it is stark contrast to um you know like i i i mean Hopping in a car with a paper map. I remember in 2005 when I when I when I graduated high school, I moved to Phoenix. I moved to Arizona. There was no smartphone. There was no GPS. There was no map. There was MapQuest, but you had to print off maps or read a paper map. And I remember being an 18 year old kid in in a car in the first real big city I'd ever lived in. Phoenix is huge. Yeah, and me and my buddy. 18 year olds driving around in a car at 110 degrees with the paper map like job hunting markings drawing circles on maps and, and we'd run out of map space so we have to go buy another map and map quest and search for jobs on online and then draw them out and fucking drive around phoenix arizona looking for jobs yeah. on a paper map man it was like that was a reality and that was 12 years ago mm. Crazy. that was 12 years ago <laughs> oh yeah yeah, that's wild. And now it'll talk to you. It will. And it'll tell you it'll when tell to turn. You where to go exactly <laughs> yeah. when. Oh, man. And you will get there. Oh. When it says you will get there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I find solace in it a little bit, though. I mean, you can still get around without it. You can still make those breaks from tech and, and just put, you can, I don't know, the yeah. fact that you can still just put the fucking phone down and not have to listen. Like, we still have that choice. I don't yeah. know. I've been yeah. trying to do that. Hey, I've been trying to do that on dates. Yeah. You know, me and my wife go out and stuff. and I'm just like, all right, no phone this time. I don't know. I think that's like really important, especially to her. <laughs> no, it's, we well, noticed it well, the other night well, when we were out. We, actually. Well, I, I, I would say, yeah, it is important to her, but it's also like, you know, well, put it a step further, it's important like, to you too. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, mean I, I put it off and it's important. Uh, like, yeah, I don't want to have my phone out because, you know, the other people around me, you know, right, but right. like, man, I don't want to have the phone out for just my sake of 
paying attention to things. Exactly. Like I the the moments that you might miss. And like we were looking at that last night. Yeah. Jason just brought that up. We were out we were at the beer porch last night. Um and the amount of people like we were out there was live music. There was people all over the place and just heads and phones, man. Yeah. People kids some we were watching were we were watching. Yeah, there were some people who were driving and dance, but we were watching kids text and like other the other kids around them looking over their shoulder, <laughs> yeah. staring at the one person's like, phone out. They were like breaking their necks, trying to like look at each other's text messages and like sneaking and laughing and all kinds of stuff. And yeah, it's, it was funny. It's it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely not good. You know, like I, and yeah. I was just talking to Christina, my wife, the the other day. So we've uh, for the past like ten days we've been traveling throughout the Northwest, and. Um, of course, you know, you, wherever you go, you want to take a picture because it's nice, it's yeah. pretty or whatnot. Um, and one, like, we were driving and uh, around the Redwoods area, and um, I was trying to take this picture of, like, this beautiful, you know, tree, like, huge Redwood. And mm. uh, and the picture did not come out as, as I wanted it to. So then talking to Christina, she's like, you know, yeah, there's some things that the camera can't capture. You just have to really enjoy it there yes. and, and and that's that's, that's what that. you get you know that's, that's a beautiful get. sentiment man right. and um, no it's great and i thought it was really really uh uh motivating to you know think that yeah i mean let's put the technology away i mean technology is great don't get me wrong right. but, but sometimes j- let's let's just put that away and oh, yeah. let's enjoy nature as as it is you know and exactly well, i think about some of the things that i some of the things that I think that are being missed today is storytelling. The actual word of mouth storytelling. True. And we, I, you, there wasn't family movies when I was a little kid. Like we didn't have videotapes and stuff to go back on and recall from family. Like, so my dad would tell me stories of his dad and grandparents <laughs> and, and my mom would tell me her stories. And then there would be stories that they had just heard. And I don't know, man, like, is you know is it i'm worried like today the you know being technology wise like you know kids in the next generation like what happened in this time and they'll just hand them the the tablet with the video of it and say this is what happened right yeah like because it's out there and so they'll be able to watch <laughs> some, yeah they'll some be able to watch some video of this event but that's not they're not going to might not hear, be accurate well well the video will be accurate but it won't be painted in a in a in a light that it sparks imagination, like yeah. in a good story, you can, we'll be artistic you know, and... you, you can, not embellish, like make false, but just making things grandiose and, yeah. and building up with words like and feeling. And yeah. And a video can be this cool thing, but the video doesn't tell how you felt as the blood was run and yeah. adrenaline was running through your veins as this thing. Yeah. Like very rarely a, like a video really like captivates you like that. Right. Anymore. Right. And so, like, for me, like, I want to, I don't know, man, sitting here, you know, turning 30, we're all in this room, just, just, I mean, you're almost 30, Edgar, right? Uh, yep, yep, yeah, in, mm-hmm. in, in a month and a half. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, go. Jason right just there. turned, and, you know, so, I, man, like, to be able to capture, I, 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 I find it important, even if I don't have kids of my own, but my, my little brother has children. You know, being an uncle, just telling stories to them. Like, mm-hmm. if I can sp- spark in them some of the f- like ways to feel about things, you know, by the words I tell or a story I can tell about something and reasons why I felt a way. Like, 
you can you can you can not more or less teach somebody how to f- how not not how to feel but like what emotions are and like you know what to expect and when you when you when you help experience them help them react Stories when you, when you, you experience react. this thing and you feel this flood of something not make it this like weird thing they don't expect yeah. coming yeah right. you get to experience it before actually experiencing it kind of thing then you know how to I don't know. You know I remember being you know sense. even my grandpa telling me stories about when he was a kid and yeah. riding and being in a car for the first time and he was born in the 30s my grandpa was born in the 30s and he's telling me <laughs> yeah telling oh, yeah. me about being in the cars for the first time and seeing the first like you know joining the army and being in planes and yeah. and doing weird things like that and like no I mean my grandpa was born earlier in the 30s I'm sorry because he fought no he might well okay so he was he was he was in world war 2 so he was 18 19 in 1940 right around that range so he was born in the late tw- late, late 20s, 20s. Yeah. yeah yeah that's that i mean that's wild that's, that's that's you know that's almost 100 years ago yeah. and that's just my <laughs> grandpa yeah right but um you know i remember like getting excited by the way he told the story, like he would get so emotional about like planes and things like that, that, and, 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 and the way that he felt about him that like, now I watch a plane fly and I've seen a hundred thousand planes fly. And yet I go, Ooh, my heart palpitates and I get it. Like, and it's not from me having this love of planes. It's cause I remember, I remember his feeling about right. loving planes yeah. And I think those are the kind of things that would be remiss to not pass down. Yeah, I, I, and I agree. And I wanted to add to that. It that is also kind of like, um, I think like the same feeling, or you know, that you have when, for instance, you read a book, right? And you read a book, and and your your imagination just starts going every other direction, right? <laughs> like yeah. colors, like because the book actually just describes. You know, like the character of a person, like okay, I don't know, like John. He's like I don't know, six feet tall, like blonde hair, blonde that waves hair. in the sun, right? So like you're picturing that person in your head, and you have your own imagination of John. Like, let's say John, and um, mm. but to me, it was it was it was a like it, it sad moment, just in, in you know, like uh, when I when I, I read Harry Potter as a kid, mm-hmm. and then okay. um, so I had like this this imagination of how Harry Potter looks like or how you know. Hagrid looked like and then all of a sudden the movie came out and I'm like <laughs> that's nothing like what I imagine it would be you know yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so I guess kind of going back to what you were saying you know like um, storytelling or, or you know reading or all these things just kind of make you just start wor- like start working with your brain and, and, and trying to figure out how to to even like you know draw images of things and, and connect words with images and words with with sentiments and and, and feelings and all that yeah. stuff so i i don't know i i worry technology is gonna like is gonna downward spiral kind of imagination man like the more yeah. easier i mean man there are so okay like there are so many people out there with imagination like with you know with access to technology and crazy working imaginations where they're, they're, they're creating these in crazy designs and yeah. cartoons and putting out new, like contrasting dis- images and, and all types of things. And you can get media now in any form, any shape, any color, any size that like, 
it's you can think of like yeah, almost anything you can think of has kind of been done a lot. Is that well, kind of where you're getting with that? Kind a little, of, a little yeah, bit, yeah. No, like, that, 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 that's where I'm getting is like, and to, so to feel like, I think, I think, well, things. I think the <laughs> internet in in a broad sense could make someone feel could make someone feel very um, like unambitious, uh, under under imaginative, because if they're not exposed to new ideas and they're kind of just. If they're not if they're not told a lot of other things or exposed to many 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 broad things like many things, their imagination won't have the uh, resources to run wild. And so if they're just imagining these, you know, they have a small example size, they have a small sample set, and they can only imagine out of these ten things. And then they look online, and those things are just running rampant online as well because they have, you know, it might make them feel like they're not an imaginative person. It could actually be a hindrance to tapping into a resource that maybe they could find by just, I don't, I don't, I don't know where to to end up. I don't know what an, an answer would be, but I just I'm I worry about that. I worry about what technology can do to it influence. Might act, yeah, it might stop people you're saying from trying it, because it might be like, oh man, look at this. This is yeah, so freaking good. I, I worry about that. I I understand that I guess to a certain point. Or you know, it could happen. For I guess. For, for the next generations of kids coming up, like if they're not I if think they're not shown like there's more like don't base you know, I don't your know. art is valuable no matter what you do. You yes, know it seems yes. kind of cheesy to say that and I hope you know, but it's it's kind of well, true because well, look, like, your own creativity. You know, look how many people have drawn a rose or painted painted pi- pictures of just flowers, and the next, like, to tell to to even have the thought that you're coming up as an aspiring painter and then painting a picture of flowers for you is invaluable. Or it could be because the next because famous. these guys painted pictures of flowers already. So mm, why, mm. you know, I, I I without like telling you know without the actual hands on reassurance of paint those fucking flowers kid like i would worry that the internet kind of desensitizes that right i don't know that's where i was going i don't know no, i think that's that's definitely definitely, definitely could true definitely true i worry about it um but one thing i don't worry about is my love for music because music's there and we have another song to play it's Let's true. It. So it. we're going to kick in some more ACDC. We're going to tear it up a notch um, with You Shook Me All Night Long. Is that the second one we're playing? All right. We're doing it. Good call. Good call. Oh, it's time. <laughs> Yes. 
I always love that part of the song. Double time on the seduction line. <laughs> there you Wicked soul out. Get it. No, you're good. You're good. Okay, just run and go grab some more beer. Man, of course. ACDC rocks it every time. Those guys, man. I love some of the live performances that I've seen. And they're just crazy stomping, dancing, freaking. Well, Angus Young is just one of the most animated freaking performers ever. Of all time. But what I love is Malcolm Young. So his brother and the rhythm guitarist of of ACDC. Malcolm Young is the brainchild of the whole band he he's the songwriter yeah. he's also the publicist he's also or was he's actually has dementia he's not playing now anymore yeah. he's 61 or something like that and, mm. and actually suff- started suffering from, from dementia pretty bad That's um, but malcolm young was the the brainchild of all of acdc mm. and then angus just was the younger brother of malcolm and went out in the crazy young guitar player in a schoolboy outfit and mm. Making them, you know, the world fall in love with those guys, man. It's true. I don't know. Something about brothers. Yeah. They usually do pretty damn good in music. They do. <laughs> they do. There's a lot of them. Yeah, it's true. The Hanson brothers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a perfect example. The Blues brothers. Hey, the, 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 <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Of course. Um, all um, of them. Dude, so Jason, yeah. you have been talking about this thing for the last couple of days now and I haven't looked into it because I want you to fill me in on it. What? This new animal you're discovered. Oh yeah. I want I want I want you to talk about it a little bit. Oh man. Okay. So I have like a fascination with like wolves. In general, yeah. Wolves. 
I don't know, huskies, dogs, Alaskan animals, but it can be really anywhere. I don't know. There's like a, I've been looking up the sea wolf, which is like amazing, an amazing creature. It just like, it basically, 90% of its food is all fish and it basically just, and it's just underwater and it can swim between islands. Um, I want to say it's around like, I want to say it's around. I, I, I got to look at I where heard, they're well, from. That's the exactly Canadian, the picture that I'm looking Canada. for. Canada. They were they're they're Canadian and they're northern Canadian. Um the elusive sea wolf. Mm-hmm. They're smaller in size than like yes. normal size wolves. Um and they're definitely genetically different, which is pretty neat. Um along Canada's rugged coast. So they're a coastal dog. Yeah. British Columbia, so they're western. Very cool. I don't know, man. They're just super neat. I need to look up some video of it, but I just kind of stumbled upon it. But what an amazing looking animal, right? Oh, yeah. Well, not to mention, I mean, I don't know. You just don't think of a dog swimming for like seven and a half miles at a time in between islands. Like swimming and eating and like just, I don't know. I mean, I've seen our dogs do okay. But, swimming, but, but they're not going to swim freaking a oh, mile. This is beautiful. Oh. There's your sea wolf. Oh man, that needs to be the the gif <laughs> for the podcast today. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> sea dolphin, sea wolf dolphin, sea wolf dolphin. Oh man, doesn't get sea better. Than that. So so, what's I wonder now? So because mm-hmm. all wolves are related. All wolves are actually mm. the. And like all dogs are the same species, and they're canis, and they're from the wolf. And so I wonder, like, where How in the it, where in the in the the evolutionary tree it chose they branched off swim. from like the red wolf or the gray wolf of of North America and British and and Canada. I, w- I wonder. I don't know. That, maybe that's maybe early out. in the developmental days, but the other dogs look at those oh, the runts or something. The smaller of the dogs just. They couldn't get food on land because there were so many Maybe. wolves, the, the big wolves. They'd yeah. go and eat all the freaking land animals. And so these little dogs decided, hey, I'm just going to go swim. Screw you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. A face like that. That seems man. like a really wild. I know. Eyes like that. They're, they're, that that's murderer eyes. Oh, man. yeah. They're, they're like, evil. All wolves are. They're very, I don't know. They're, they're, they're to they're, be respected. <laughs> they're, they're. They're they're not they're evil but they're really calming at the same time. I, I think mean, they're beautiful. If, if you if you, if you look into their eyes, it just looks like like such a calm creature that mm-hmm. you know it's just so passive and and just I don't know I I really love them. It's 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 great. I think so. They're I don't know. They're focused and they just look. I love them because they're like walking death. I mean, well, like we're, we're scrolling pictures and we just saw yeah. some graphic stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, this is see, this is real wolf. That's getting some, and they're just she's not happy. <laughs> oh man, but that you looks know, suspiciously that's... like tundra on bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Who's taking she photos was... of my dog? Yeah, that's no, funny. That's so weird. No man, I don't know. Wolves, they they're they're old. The, the the in the species the genus of wolf man they're you know, hundred thousand oh, yeah. hundred thousand two hundred thousand year old you know we mm. we the reason dogs exist is because we domesticated wolves that's it yeah true that's story it. we they wolves realize their use basically we're like man their dogs are pretty good at a couple different things yeah well and what's crazy because I 
I don't know. The, the big dogs are ubiquitous to northern hemisphere and there's not a lot of naturally occurring big dogs in the southern hemisphere mm. there there aren't no. and so there was uh there was stories of um or, or old historical stories of of people migrating north um back in like early early days in europe and stuff like that and mm. coming up and mm. and seeing wolves from like difference from like hyenas and seeing big gray wolves and white wolves and stuff like that and mm. back in the day and thinking like that's some of the stories of like you know devil animals and like like satanic things and there was even a story in f about France um, and I'm not sure exactly the time period but a, a, a pack of wolves moved into France um, I wish I knew when it was and um killed terrorized. terrorized the city of france mm. and killed like 60 people a pack of wolves like 60 people i mean you know that's not of course like that's not a lot of current first but for just a pack of wolves to live long enough in a city to take down 60 people and even in world war one during the uh during the when the russians and the germans were fighting in, in world in world war one um there was a ceasefire halted one night because the wolves in russia were so bad that they were killing the troops faster than the troops could kill each other so they actually <laughs> let's not fight tonight these wolves yeah, are going yeah. crazy we we have let's to fight the wolves instead let's use all let's let's turn on all the wolves that are attacking both of us kill the wolves so that way we can get back to you know fighting and Our killing skirmish yeah get back to the skirmish they're, they've been around man they're 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 one of our oldest predators they're they're across all land masses and i don't know man they're a I, they're pretty fascinating wolves are what yeah. what uh what are some of your favorite being a biologist and something like that what are some of your favorite animals edgar oh wow that's a that's a pretty hard question are, 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 are you more okay are you more of a, a like a land mammal or a sea guy an ocean guy um see i i want to say both actually so i love whales whales are like one of mm. my favorite animals i've um though i've, I've worked with the uh, sea lions a lot um yeah. so are they, they pretty intelligent uh, sea lions are sea lions are really intelligent they're uh they're really friendly of course um so they are pretty pretty up up, up there in, uh, on my list <laughs> and then uh, i like tigers tigers are are kind of like uh, when it comes to to land animals, I guess oh, yeah. my my favorite, uh, I would think, just because of they they look so majestic, you know. They're they're like uh, they they're loners, kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. um, uh, they're they're very smart smart cats. They're beautiful. Mm. They're very athletic. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 a lot of the the things I I would. I would want in an animal, I guess, you know. Um, that picture's wild. Look at that. Wow, the, yeah. that looks like a cat. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it does. It looks more like a cat than like a, a tiger. Like a house cat, yeah. Like a very, very pissed off house cat. But beautiful striping. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's one thing. I'll try. All tigers are just like. It, it's amazing, man. It's amazing how all how clean. Because, see, I look at. At least at, all these ones. Look, I look at something I like seen. that. And I really see, like, 
genuine animal curiosity in that. Uh-huh. You look at a picture like that. What are that, you doing? <laughs> and you, yeah, you don't see a killer. You just see like something that doesn't realize it's 500 pounds. Right. Uh-huh. But it, yeah, and they're, they're like their canines are like, you know, I think it's like an average of two and a half or three yeah, inches, three, right? three and a half inches. And, mm-hmm. and like the, the nice thing about those cats is that when they bite, they normally bite, you know, uh, their, their other animals in the neck. Oh, yeah. And with their canines, they actually can feel their pulse. So they know when they kill the like when, when the other animal is dead. Because they they, they can feel through it through their teeth they feel oh, the, yeah. the the beat of the heart yeah yeah oh wow so, so they're it's... either humane or they're not they have the choice well it's, it's, well, <laughs> no. I, well I, I, I I'm I'm more of a fan of tigers I think than lions in like tigers seem like more of a hunter yeah in, in like the, the 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 sense of the word hunter like yeah lions lions have to deal with like African or African wildebeest and like big big um i mean they're they they but they there's not really a predator i guess there's not a predator for tigers other than humans either yeah, but but is. i think i just I, I don't know i guess the the sense of their their job more or less is is different like yeah and see the the thing i i like about tigers is um when i said they're, they're loners so mm-hmm. they what they get is due to their own work you know, like lions, they they hunt in packs. Pride, so, pride animals, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so they're they're. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that they're self motivated tigers. Yeah, the, I don't know. <laughs> tigers is just to me is you know like they're whatever they they get is because they wanted to get it. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of their thing. <sighs> but um, yeah. that's crazy. Does evolution explain tiger stripes? Yeah, actually, it does, and I and I I, I can uh, put a little bit of this. You guys, they, they're the same. They, uh, uh, endocrinologists think that tiger stripes are along the same line as zebra stripes. In mm. it helps to not let you know how many are there to other animals because hiding pack numbers. Yeah. Yeah, Genius. You, well, and and all How do you just maybe do some that? for camouflage, <laughs> maybe some for camouflage, but they would they would think that. But what, which is a strange because, you know, tigers are. Uh, look at that. How do you look hide, at the size? How do you of that hide cat. that thing? Is it reaching for a Doritos bag? What is no, that? those are Frosted Flakes with Tony the Tiger yeah. on the box. Oh, so of it's a tiger they're, they're reaching great. for Frosted Flakes. They're great. Yeah, that's awesome. But look at the size of it, man. Oh, like man. that is a big cat. Yeah, that's terrifying. Oh yeah, Brutus pretty much knocks us over anytime he jumps up on us. <laughs> yeah, and that's awesome. th- there's there, there's been a uh, an argument for a while. Like, what would win in a fight, tigers or wolves? And I I would have to think tigers. Uh, wolves are so big. I mean, fast, but God, tigers like are so powerful and thick skinned. Yeah, uh, and just slinkier. Like it seems like they are, dude. Cats, cats in general, just agile. Bop, 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 bop. like the dude, jump, cat hands, the, man. the jump, the climbing of trees, the fact oh, that yeah. they can like sink in individual fingers and extend their claws. Yeah. They can sit there and put their paws on you and grab you, or they can go like this and then shink and just like oh, yeah. stab you with their claws once their paws are already on. Oh you. yeah, I don't think it'd even be a fight, unfortunately. Tigers and, ca- and wolves. Well, not like yeah. it would be like. What about a tiger and a bear? 
What do you think would win in that? A tiger or a bear? And it come down to sheer size. I think, yeah. And I will. I, I would have to go with a bear, I think, just because of the of the weight. You know, like... The, 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 just the swing and the yeah. single paw swipe. Yeah. And, like, bears also Man. have really big claws. You know, That's yeah. crazy. And their, 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 their mouths and... I guess yeah. bears fight other bears. Right. <laughs> right. And then oh, there's yeah. tigers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. But they should, I mean, yeah, they train against each other when they're young. Like, that's part of their real life is just... Look at that. Baby bears. Look at that face. Man, that baby that's just tiger a grumpy looks tiger. <laughs> I don't know. Man, oh, look man. at that big old fat tiger. That was awesome. Where? Which one? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe we should right post there? some of these photos, too. Oh no! You guys should just search tigers. Yeah, tigers, yeah, man. Look up just some Google tigers. search tigers. They're amazing. Exactly. You'll be I happy you did. They're beautiful. I know uh, Jada's mom, my mother-in-law, Tanya. She's all about tigers. She's like, yep, it's one of her favorite animals. So that's awesome. Yep, it's, she has awesome paintings. It's um, crazy. There's paintings. like, you know, we've 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 hunted them, man. I mean, mm-hmm. with no yeah. purpose of them. It's not like we eat tiger. <laughs> Yeah, I'd imagine, like, you know, for the skin, maybe, or for the. Well, oh, the it's pelt. 100% pelt. Yeah, pelt. yeah, just yeah. the beauty of the, the actual teeth, coat. The, oh, you know. yeah, true. Yeah, they're a majestic creature. It sucks. I don't know. And, and uh, in India, a lot of farmers just, you know, kill tigers because tigers are eating their, their cattle or, you know. I guess uh, I could see that, so, that being uh, a problem. So, and, and, and that the problem there is, you That's know, cool. human has, like, we have gotten. Like or we have uh, reduced their their environment so much mm-hmm. that now you know they're like they don't have anywhere else to go and they just right. go into their farms and start eating sheep or you know cattle. Yeah, or, they're meant to be roaming. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of the problem, which is very very sad. But what about you? What's your Aaron? Your, your animal? Yeah, yeah my my favorite animal. Um, man, I on honest whales are a huge one. Um, I. I really, I mean, seeing a few, you know, doing uh, in Alaska and just watching them in the the water and stuff like that. And then, I don't know, I, f- I feel like a real, even though never being like actually closely like touching, being around one, I just, the, 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 the sense of the intelligence factor is, is so big for me. Um, elephants are another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, the... The, their intelligence man and it's it's a uh, understanding like pigs though and and this is a weird thing is like pigs are a dirty weird animal and like we love bacon and eat them but though they're some of the smartest domesticated animals that there are are pigs i think they have like um certain animals also have like better nerves so they feel pain like worse than other animals i yeah. want to say like pigs pigs are one of the wor- pigs i think like, they're very sensitive the, so they're every bit of bacon that you like don't waste bacon yeah <laughs> like that's all i'm saying well like, and and but i mean man they're they're you can you can you every single trick you could teach a dog you can teach a pig true you can you can they can you fetch can look they, they can they're obedient they are fetch they they know sit they know stay they can be guard pigs if you want they can be a great like Every single thing that you can teach a, a dog to do, you can teach a pig to do. Every single thing they can, I mean, and they just, they're clumsier and, you know, they're not quite dogs, but, but <laughs> not they're quite but, dogs, but, but, but that's awesome. But smart. I mean, they're just not, they're, 
you know, they're not furry and waggy tail. I mean, they do. They they are kind of furry, and they all have waggy tails. Yeah. And they're just yeah, they're they're just furry. If they're they just are. ugly, and they're hundreds of pounds. But mm. sometimes they have cute little tails and cute little faces. Sometimes, yeah. I no, mean, every once yeah. in a while, you'll get a really ugly so pig, here, and you'll so, be like, "I just want the bacon out of you." So here's what's crazy about <laughs> pigs. Sorry, b- b- being so, but th- so you know, you have you have like uh, domesticated like pink pigs, right? And then you have tusked wild boars. Oh, yeah. Pigs and boars are the same animal. Mm. They are actually genetically 100% the same. If you have a domesticated pig and you let it go out in the wild and you just let it free, within three months it becomes feral, it grows a thicker coat of fur, and it grows tusks. It actually changes genetic, uh, genetic markers in within three months of being let free, they resort back to just being this. It's epic. Wild tusk killer pig. <laughs> I know. I almost want to like just get a pig and then just be like, "Well, here you go," and then just like come back at it and be like, "All right, well now you're tusked, my awesome tusk pig." But no, see, the thing, is, is, the thing is, the thing is, is you just take, go away. Well, no, they no. don't. If you if you, once a pig feral, hate, he'd hate life. They they won't go pink. They won't go back and domesticate it and like lose their they fur. They won't go and, back pink. Yeah, no, they'll yeah. stay just nasty feral pigs. Uh, that's crazy. Um, that's crazy. But I'm I'm much more I'm much more fascinated with ocean life overall, like than land life, just because of the unknown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What <laughs> exactly. what what we can see in there and what we know that we haven't seen yet, like. Yeah, we're still finding lots of new insects and lots of new small mammals. And like, you know, on land, we're finding new species of birds. But we know there are birds. Like, it's not like we're going to find a new species of animal that's like its own genetic part. We could be in the ocean for the next hundred years. And then all of a sudden, an entire new species of underwater, you know, mammal that or, or just... Right. That we've never found could show up, right. and then we have a whole new genus of something to, to learn about and, and study and find and offshoots. Where did it come from, and, and how did that? Yeah, and, that's you know that. So that for me, like we had talked about it episodes and episodes and episodes ago on on, on the show, but mm. um, there's a, a shrimp that's found off yes. in in the Mediterranean, and it is they call it the pistol shrimp, and it has a big giant red claw. It, keep in mind it's this big yeah it's like yeah. inches so, so they're only a couple inches big the max size they get pistol shrimp they call it the the red the pistol shrimp or the red pistol shrimp or something like that and it has one giant big red like compared to its body the one claw is red the rest of it's kind of like translucent and white I'll, I'll look at i'll pull up a picture of it right now um but the uh the what the crazy thing about it is it's developed this claw that can clap and so it doesn't actually pinch anything with it the claw is useless other than the fact it can close its pinchers super fast and loud faster than the speed of sound so it can actually pinch its claws so fast that it creates a concussion bubble it 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 pinches them yeah, and it's only this big. And it, so, <laughs> I just got to remind you. Yeah, so I'm going to hold this thing. Yeah, so it cr- it pinches its claws so fast that it actually separates the water, creates a bubble of oxygen by breaking down the H2O that it's around. Um, 
creates us a, a concussion bubble that when the concussion bubble expands and collapses, the noise is so loud that it will knock other fish and ants out around it, other little animals It'll and stuff around it. It will knock them unconscious because of the concussion. And the fact that the sound wave is happening so fast that when the concussion bubble collapses momentarily, the that point of just craziness reaches over a thousand degrees no sorry sorry i'm sorry nine thousand degrees it's over exactly it's it's, nine thousand it's it's hotter than the surface of the sun the the point at which it's pinchers collapse each other and, and create this ocean. concussion bubble and does this whole volatile explosion from just pinching pinchers together the temperature from the concussion when it collapses in water is hotter than the surface of the sun momentarily. And it, so its way of hunting and killing animals is just clapping. Just this. But, but the best clap ever the, clapped. The best clap in the world. <laughs> the fastest. It's the fastest animal on the planet. Wow. That is crazy. And I'd say it's the most, I don't know, it's the craziest one. <laughs> The loudest sense. animal in the world, the tiger pistol shrimp. Yep, the it's a <laughs> yeah. Look, so that's what they look like, and it just has one giant claw. Look at it; it looks like it's got a little mini cricket, like it's got like a little it's just a shrimp right rifle. there. But then it's just a. Big... They're all right-handed too. That one looks. That one's left-handed. Oh, he is. All right, unless the image is mirrored. Unless it's mirrored, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it, they almost all do look right-handed. But like, look at that. It's just a weird little shrimp with a giant pincher claw, pistol shrimp. Oh, that one down there. He's the same color as the other one. He's left-handed. Yeah, that's a left. <laughs> left, left pistol. I guess it doesn't have yeah. to be left. But pistol. yeah, so it's the it's the wow. loudest and fastest snap moving at thing in the world man it's a sh it's a pistol shrimp and we just discovered it this last they year they heard it they heard it like they they submarine? were on they, they yeah it was people doing underwater exploration looking at sea anemone anemone and they heard this loud sound and they're like what the fuck is that and they start looking around and there's a couple pistol shrimp fighting and like it just never before and that's what i mean like we've been in the mediterranean humans have been in the mediterranean for arguably 10,000 years yeah yeah and we just now found this shrimp it's it's crazy i don't know you could go we could go on forever about the water i don't know i did want to add though um when i was in ecuador i was working uh for the university there and uh we found a uh, so I was doing a lot of entomology, so studying oh, bugs. I love it. Yeah. And um, the people I was working with, they're really, like, really, uh, really smart people from actually from from here, from Colorado. Um, and uh, they, uh, we were sampling a lot of of the waterways, and we found a. Well, I shouldn't say we. Well, they discovered a new, uh, completely a new genus of of of, of a water insect. Really? Wow. Yeah. A completely new genus of a water insect. Did they and, get to name it? And a few uh, new, uh, I want to say, species and maybe also a genus of a frog. So uh, that is in Ecuador. So it was pretty cool, actually, to, oh, yeah. to be part of that, you know, um, uh, process for me. And uh, with that said, though, I did, I did want to mention insects are one of the 
the animals that are not really we don't really pay much attention to, but they're the they're most huge. abundant yeah. in the world. Oh, yeah. So so more there have been more insects god how how does this go? It's it's some crazy fact like there are more insects that go uh, that that like evolve new species of insect that come in and go extinct than we have found species of insects so far. Oh, yeah. So for all for every like for all the species that we found and can study, more species have evolved into a new species, come about and then gone extinct, and we've never found traces of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and um, so basically, what I was doing over there was um, I, uh, identifying them morphologically. So you know, like um, under the microscope, just trying to figure out what type of insect one is. But we were also doing a lot of uh, genetic studies, and we were doing what's called gen uh, genetic coding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, through genetic coding, we found out. So just let me backtrack a little bit. Yeah, what what we did was um, we collected samples from from multiple uh, streams, and um, first we ID'd them like like tas- taxonomically, like regularly, you know, okay, with like yes. with the with the keys and all that stuff, and uh-huh. and we found um, I think it was four or five types of like say mayflies, for instance, okay. five uh-huh. species. And uh, wow. then we ran uh, genetics, and genetics told us that uh, we actually should have seven. So there were three species that we didn't, we weren't able to morphologically identify. Oh, but they were genetically different. But they were different. genetically different. Really? And uh, wow, so the, that's very cool because you just don't know what they're yeah. capable of. I guess no, <laughs> you and, know and, what I mean. And, and I guess so. One wow. of the the, the 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 guys that was running, you know, like the the, the project, um, he had written an article about um, cryptic morphology. I guess. Yeah, I, so, I've actually heard about that. So yeah. that was, uh, and 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 I guess that was kind of one of the reasons why we weren't able to um, physically identify them a difference because they were very cryptic. They tried to mimic other other insects in order to I don't know protect themselves or what whatever. Oh, yeah. it may be. So Richard Dawkins right has a book on cryptic morphology, and he, it's but it's about birds, and so there is a type of wobbler warbler in in england that um mimics other birds so what will happen is it a parent of a bird a parent of this warbler will go into a nest of say a red chest or say a sparrow or something like that and lay its egg of it in the 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 nest of another bird but it will the egg will look like the egg of the red chested bird not the not the warbler and then same if it goes to another thing it, what it as that will <laughs> but so here's the crazy thing so this bird now will be born in the the nest and raised as a red but it's not it, or you know i'm just using that as a a just kind of generality not that that's yeah, yeah. It, of um so it will get raised in the nest of the new bird and gain the traits and 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 kind of not genetic but the 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 morphological traits of these birds and now the crazy thing is is if you take a bird this bird out 
the 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 warbler out of this nest and put it into a area where that other species no longer exists it will ch- the same uh lineage the same generation of bird will change and adapt it'll watch the other birds the nests of the new birds if you introduce it to a new place take on their morphological traits and then when the when they're gone it'll get rid of their eggs and lay its eggs that look like their eggs in their nest and it'll take over new species of birds and so it is its wow. own it is its own species of birds but its entire purpose is taking on the traits morphologically of other birds in the area to pro, to because they they just be the best at everything it's yeah. a very greedy bird it is a very greedy bird, but it's still it's a very smart but, bird. But it's still perpetuating its own lineage, its own lineage. but not as its own bird. Yeah. It's not being like, I build my own nest here and we have our own. No, its entire right. purpose as its own bird is just getting in with birds that aren't its type and, That's and amazing. replicating them. And and the thing is, it's is a peaceful, great what, bird. What, 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 the reason is, is because they found. Morpho- they were check- they were looking eggs and they were doing egg studies on birds in England and they were doing morphological studies on eggs before the birds hatched and they were realizing that they were looking at the same eggs the same patterns speckle shapes you know shapes speckle patterns coloring all that stuff from from red chests or other whatever type of birds and yet there was no visible distinction out of from the outside on whether it was going to actually be a red chest that was born or a warbler that was born out of the egg. Hmm. And so that was the and so Richard Dawkins did this whole thing on the on cryptology on that yeah. and on on micro microevolutionary things on birds and that's I don't know. I know I think it's really interesting and it it, it I guess it tells tells us you know like adaptation is is one of the the key elements for everything well and also and also it 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 really kind of lends to understanding um that we don't it's pressures it's 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 ecological pressure that drives evolution it's not stress comes gain it's but it's not us trying to achieve something it's Mm. um and we were talking we had we had also brought this up that wings in general just wings in general were probably evolutionary evolutionarily evolved for heat reduction not flight yeah. Because they had a big thing that they could fan out and lose heat really because they were reptiles. Mm-hmm. They all we they came from reptiles. So why why reptiles some gained wings and some didn't? Well, some needed to get cooler faster because their body types were changing. Because they were more towards the land. Yeah. And so so they, they're thinking that the fact that there is animals with flight is a is just a chance byproduct of the fact that the animals that needed to get cooler and regulate their body temperature faster grew thinner, wings thinner body structures and hollow bones to regulate yeah. body temperature faster and it just so happens because they became lighter they regulated their body temperature faster they also were then able to fly not the other way around mm-hmm. and and they I noticed th- I, while they hopped and flapped a little bit they were able to travel and get away from the predators and things like that and through stress they learned how to fly yeah <laughs> something crazy like that 
You just well, never that's know. The, the, the action reaction kind of, you know, physics. Like, yeah, it is. You know, every, every action has a, a reaction, so to speak. Well, it, it is. Well, and I, I think it, you know, it, it brings up interesting conversation on like when, when people say like, you know, well, wh- why do why do our eyes, why are our eyes the way they are? Why can we see this? Or how come things work this way? Like it must have been, you know, it seems so perfectly designed more or less that our eyes work this way or does this thing. It's like, well, the nine, the eye, you know, we, it's, we, it's easy to look after the fact mm-hmm. and find a, a causal link going back to, or a correlatory link going back to where it would have start. But I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's, it's, it's always hard to like try and decide on the reasons things are the way they are now and right. just, and make those decisions now versus going back on. I don't know really where I'm going with this. Have you seen those? Uh, it's, it's just clickbait stuff, but it's like in a thousand years, what our bodies will be like. I have. What seen, do you think about that? Well, I, I think that there is actually something to it. Um, if if we have if if we have a less if we if if i don't know our bodies could change evolve course. with like if there was a thing that i saw about like if if we had evolved in just riding in cars the whole time what we would look like if if we were a species meant to ride in cars and we would have no neck it would just be head into shoulders. We would have a giant head with a lot of subcutaneous fat around our brains so that when we get in car wrecks, our brains don't jerk and and, yeah. and our lungs and our heart would be in different positions and we would just look like this weird thing if we had evolved to ride in cars because yeah. car wrecks are so deadly that our our bodies right now are Can't handle it. cannot handle even a fifteen a fifteen mile an hour car wreck fucks up our backs oh, or yeah. our necks. Oh yeah. And like you know, so it's crazy because we could punch each other in the face that hard and still get real bad yeah. hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really? No, yeah, it's it is insane. Um, but yeah, no, I think I, I so if if we keep I I don't think a thousand years. I think when they say a thing like a th- a thousand years, it's a very now, s- our, they, our, don't, they our, don't really know what they mean. The, we <laughs> have we have looked like we've looked for two hundred thousand years or longer. Mm. I mean, I mean, really, if you were to take a homo sapiens, a homo lack of stress, we've had, we've, we've only had, we've only had 500 years of no stress. We've, we've, humans have been around and been the same for 200,000 years. If you were to take a homo sapien from 200,000 years ago, put him in a shower Mm. and shave his hair, he would be in, you could not tell that he wasn't one of us until he spoke. Yeah. But you couldn't tell he or she. Sorry, I don't mean to make it he generalizing. Of course. But um, so we will, and and the whole they went through ice age after ice age after global warming after cooling. You know, and they'd be a little shorter. Yeah, they. I mean, could shorter than me, be. shorter than me and you. But uh, honestly, they would probably look like Edgar. Yeah, a little shorter. Yep. I mean, oh yeah, you know, and 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 that's, I don't know. I mean, we so, so to think only a thousand years of this now would would morph morphologically change us, is it, kind of a stretch for me. Yeah, oh yeah, that seems like a very small I amount mean, of time. I would be interest. I would be interested in a million years. 
Give us a million years. What do humans look like in a million? Couple or even I mean I mean because we, we know we know that two hundred thousand years hasn't produced any evolutionary changes yet. Yeah, I heard that the first evolutionary change that we might see is uh, an extension of our thumbs, just because we like for the past ten years we've been used to like using our thumbs a lot more. Oh wow! You know, like video, <laughs> holy video, crap, video that'd be gaming, crazy. Video gaming and texting, uh, texting, and yeah. and you know, like they might be the same length as all of our fingers. And, and actually, <laughs> that'd be some weird shit. I I, I don't know how how accurate this is, but I heard that some people actually started. You know, like when you you have your point point finger now, like a lot of people will point with like their thumb because it's gonna be you know like the longer the longer of your. Wow! Really, really. <sighs> Well, there's there so there is a there's evolutionary things already with our thumbs, of course. Well, like so, there's 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 a tendon that some people have, and you can lay your hand down, and and do some weird thing, and there's a tendon that pops up in the middle of your wrist, and some people have a tendon there, and some people don't, and what and it makes no difference in functionality of their hand. Mm. What like like you could, I mean really it makes still do the but, same thing, but. That the reason that that tendon is there is because if you look in bonobo apes, their thumb is a tighter gripping thumb than ours, and it has a different flexibility. It doesn't move across this way; it also goes this way way harder. And so, bonobo, oh, they can like yeah, just like pull down like pull that. down. So, oh, bonobo apes oh, have man. another tendon. They have two tendons that control their thumb, and that gives them gr- better grip strength on less appendages and we lost the use of that tendon but i still have the tendon in my arm you can do a flex and look at it and then beth it's not in her arm but yet our hands work the exact same and that's evolution right there that's looking at the fact that genetically her body made the didn't need to grow that tendon and i literally have a wasted byproduct mine is garbage it's just a wasted body growth that my body decided to grow, and it's not needed. But it's just I'm I'm actually less evolved than Beth because her body changed to not grow what's waste, what's not needed. Didn't need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm less evolved. Makes sense. I'm a monkey. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm just like <laughs> I'm a fucking. I'm ape. just like I wonder how I wonder how less evolved I am than Jada. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good times. No, it is great times, man. Good stuff. Um, All right. I think it's time to decide this third song. We haven't picked it yet. So, Jason. Oh, man. Okay, so. What's the we played? So, we got Hell's Bells is one of the ones that we were thinking was good. Yep. Have a drink on me. Right? Well, uh, Shoot to Thrill is also Oh, yeah. And Shoot to Thrill. And then... um, Rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Oh yeah, they're all good all songs. Those are killer. Yeah. Um, so how, what do we do, dude? Maybe we should just pick between two and then flip a coin or something like that. Oh, a, we've a never coin have flip? we ever done a coin flip on the show? Never done a coin or flip a pick on the show. flip, dude. We're musicians. We do a pick flip or something. Oh, I have. Oops. You have a coin. This is gonna be fun. I have coins. Maybe we'll. Uh, all right. So what's the two songs we're gonna pick from? All right, rock and roll ain't noise pollution. And maybe Hell's Bells. What do you think? I, Edgar? I agree with that. Okay. I would agree with that. 
Well, Edgar's going to flip. All right. He's the guest. So, there you go. so I say heads is Hell's Bells, tails is rock and roll, ain't noise pollution. Okay. Okay. So uh, remember that. Yep. All right. And it is heads. Hell's right. Bells. Hell's Bells. Cool. All right. We're doing it, guys. I hey, hope you're ready for this because this is ACDC, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Oh man. That's awesome. That's great. So, do you, what do you think? ACDC on vinyl? I love it. Yeah? Yeah, it was a great choice. I'm glad we did it. Good, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it was great. Me too. This has been great. Yeah. It's so cool, really. I think Aaron and I was, have always wanted to have kind of a guest, kind of exactly like you, to be honest. Like, someone in the scientific field that really, like, brought something, I don't know, yeah great it's kind of stuff me and aaron try to portray on the show just like overall like awareness and things like that so it's really i don't know it's good all right sorry oh no no go for it (laughs) i I was was gonna say i appreciate the invitation it was it was a great experience and i'm i'm actually really happy that you guys are doing this because i as as we spoke you know at the beginning i think this is this is a great way to reach out to people in a more like casual way you know and yeah and get to get get to people and, and get them interested in and you know like learning about other things absolutely um and i actually so we we've asked this to quite a few guests before um oh wow and and yeah cool you, you see he <laughs> I'm knew so where excited. i'm already so do, do you mess around with the thought of aliens at all <laughs> do you think about aliens um to be quite honest i haven't thought about it at no? all no. at all i mean um as as a scientist i guess uh the only thing i i i do want to say is um it would be very it it is actually very hard for me to think that we are the only Uh, you know like the only creatures in this you know universe galaxy and you know um but yeah i think that's that's okay that's that's perfect so what i wanted to ask is what what do you think would be more likely yeah, what's more probable? What's more probable? Finding an intelligent, and I don't mean like, you know, necessarily quantum physics, and but finding an, a source of intelligence extraterrestrially outside of our planet or discovering a intelligent species underwater. And aquatic. On our Earth that we haven't, because it's so vast, so... I don't know. That's kind of what I want. What do you think is more like? At least with like some deep communicational like things or like telepathy. I don't know. (laughs) Something, you know, I would like to say a little more socio advanced than dolphins or whales. Right. But, but definitely mammalian and civilized to a point. But what what, what would you think would be more plausible, probable? Outside of the planet or underwater, but yet we haven't discovered it yet. Oh my goodness! I think, and, and I'll go with outside, just and just because it's so 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 vast, and you know, they you know, like outside, like yes, the ocean is it's yeah, you know it's yeah. huge, but it's it's still very limited if you compare it to you know it like is the of universe. Course. Or, you but know, doesn't doesn't at all. The only pause I ever get in this question from just going 100% into outer space is we know that there's life here and we know the abundance of life on the right. planet that we mm-hmm. haven't known yet. Right. Like that's the only thing ever that gives me pause. Yeah, that kind of yeah, stops you up. Yeah, no, I, I, I see. I see that. It's and a fun question to think. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever heard about the, um, or, or, or mess into it all, the... Um, the the hypothesis that we um oh, I, i'm trying to think of the actual word that they use for it um but the hypothesis that we um that maybe dna 
came from another source outside of outside of Earth, and so because we know that like um, water bear, what are the water bears? What but what are they actually called? They're um, the the small little. Oh, they have their they have like eight legs and they're um, they're oh my gosh, I'm gonna Google it really fast because it's <laughs> no, killing me. I'm not the only the only name I can remember them is their nickname and it's Water Bear, but they're they're actually they got a, space DNA. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> we know we they're they're a form of life on the planet, and we know that they can survive in a complete vacuum. They can survive crazy high temperatures and low temperatures, and gotcha. they can and they can actually be frozen for any amount of time, put in a complete vacuum like like space, frozen, thawed out, and they come back to life. And they're small; they're very small. Water bear. That's it. Where is it? This tardigrade. Oh, a tardigrade. My. Oh, they're super small. So they're they're microscopic. Yeah. They're they're. I mean, millimeters. Is that the actual picture? This is an it? actual picture. That's a real this picture. Is, this is a real color photo of a tardigrade. Wow. And they're called the water bear. They have eight Dude. legs. They just have a face, no eyes. That needs to be a movie, like a modern and, day brand new movie. And they can exist in near inhabitable Anything. for long periods of time. And we've found many other forms of life similar to the tardigrade that live in um like the upper levels of the mag the mantle because we've drilled hundreds of you know we've drilled really far down in the earth and in crazy high pressure spots down in you know mariana trench and other things like that we found crazy life that can live in pretty uninhabitable things so there's a, a hypothesis out there that maybe there had been micro or microscopic microbiotic life on say mars a billion two billion three billion years ago and a comet or meteor hit mars blew off chunks of rock burst out of his atmosphere that had say a tardigrade on it or a <laughs> microbiotic life or some sort of life that could withstand the cold extremes of cold survive and on chunks of rock floated flew through the inner solar system found our massive body as we were forming, becoming a protoplanet and such, and deposited on our planet. And so life actually didn't originate here. It just was spawned here because of our, like, maybe microbiotics were all that's able to be gr grown, you know, out, out anywhere on other planets because of, of, I don't know. Maybe that's intelligent. It could be. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's very highly unlikely. But, but I, I would think. But, but you can find tardigrades on in almost any swamp, anywhere uh, across most of the planet. Um, you can go and and like take handfuls of moss or the you know dirt that's laying around in the water of the swamp or lake or marshland. Put it under a microscope, and chances are you're going to see a few tardigrade um in the abundance of and all other small microbiotic life you see in that but yeah the, they're everywhere tardigrade are everywhere and we're not really sure where they came from or where they actually like their evolutionary basis off from them we're not 
<laughs> Scientists have found them, but there's nothing else that They're just points there. to where they evolve from or if they evolve have evolved in they're just kind of like a strand of life they that They do look like a bear, man. Yeah. And and they're kind of just a strand of life that we they're the one. They're they're it. There's no other I, I I've never heard of them. Sorry. Yeah, look no no, I know it's fine. Just look up the tardigrade. It's do yeah. do they're they're actually an amazing little kind of man guy. It, it looks like it's like naked laid up on a rug right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of looks like really like <laughs> it's perfectly photogenic. It's right. kind of weird like this is tardigrades look so epic. What the crap? That's another the water bear. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. They have like eight legs, but they're not like not like and not I, like an octopus that, though. But but it's like a bear but with eight legs. But that's their face and their asshole. What? That's all of it. In the one, there's no butt out the back. Man, crazy. Yeah, look at Things that. Things look so epic on the molecular level. Like I, I, the smaller you get, the you cooler know what I mean? shit looks. Like that. That's a real photo of a of a tardigrade. That is crazy. God, it looks like something you'd see off of like um, uh, Battle uh, Battlestar Galactica. No, 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 no. no. Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Right? No, su- no, no not, not Super, super troopers. troopers. What am I thinking? Um, Starship, Starship troopers. troopers. There we go. That's it. God, that took way too long. It's all right. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> no, Starship Troopers is epic. I love that. It is. <laughs> I love that movie. Well, I, I love... I, I, oh, sorry. What were you going to say, Edgar? No, I was just about to say... Uh, I wanted to thank you guys, but... Uh, I have a flight to catch. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah no, no. We're, we're actually just wrapping this up right now. I was yeah. getting ready to say um, um, I love your answer about uh, outer space. I, th- I think that's, in my in my gut, that's where I go for finding the next thing in life that yeah. we haven't found. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's vast, you know. It's just so much more there than it, there is in the ocean. That doesn't mean the ocean might not have, like, the ocean might also have something, you know. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Just, uh, yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you very much, Edgar, for joining us and uh, talking yeah, a little man. bit. Thank and um, to all you guys out there, thank you for listening to Journey Through Time and Stuff. Keep listening. And uh, we'll be back here this next week as our countdown to 50 continues. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.